You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, I am excited to highlight the Purdue Polytechnic High Schools. Uh, real quick, before I bring in my special guest for this episode, just a quick brief intro or history, history lesson for you uh, folks who are listening who might not quite know uh, much or anything about the uh, Purdue Polytechnic High Schools. Uh, the school originally founded uh, in partnership with Purdue University to increase the number of underrepresented students who were really uh, well prepared for, for college and ultimately go on to attend Purdue University. Um, it was founded on principles of culturally responsive education, individualized learning, real world experiences. The students get to choose uh, interest-based projects and complete projects, internships, and uh, work-based learning with leading industries in the Indianapolis and South Bend area. Of course, this is the uh, fourth year of the program. Of course, the flagship school was originally Purdue Polytechnic High School in downtown Indy, which is now switched over to uh, the Schweitzer Center at Inglewood. Uh, since then, uh, in 2019, uh, Broad Ripple uh, joined that, and then uh, this year, uh, 2020, a uh, new school up in South Bend. So with that said, it is my privilege to welcome in our guests for this episode, and that is the three principals for the uh, three uh, Polytechnic High Schools, uh, Shatoya Ward, B.B. Kardrick, and Kiana Warren. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Awesome. Excited well, so to be here. Thank you. Good. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, your time and coordinating this so we could all talk to you at this, uh, the same time. It's such an exciting thing what you guys are doing and I've been wanting to uh, feature Polytechnic here for some time. So I'm glad this has worked out for us all to, to join together to uh, talk about the great work you, uh, all you ladies are doing at your locations. Uh, real quick before we jump into the questions, I just want to kind of hear from all of you, like give yourselves a chance to introduce yourselves to our audience. So let's start with uh, you, Shatoya. Awesome. I'm Shtoy Ward. Uh, yes, I am the first <laughs> principal of Purdue Polytechnic um, and been at this uh, for the last four years. Man, it's awesome. And we are excited to have our first uh, senior class. Awesome. awesome. We will get in that in a few minutes. Thank you, Shatoya. Kiana, how about you? Hello, um, my name is Kiana Warren and I'm the principal for the Purdue Polytechnic High School location um, in Broad Ripple. Um, I've been with Purdue Polytechnic High School since 2017, so I had the opportunity of um, spending a couple of years on our replication prior, before, prior to the launch. And um, I have to say I am a proud uh, uh, Purdue alum, Boiler Up. Yes, Boiler Up. Awesome. And how about you, BB? I'm B.B. Hardrick. I am the building principal of Purdue Polytechnic in South Bend, Indiana. We are located in the um, uh, Renaissance District of South Bend. This is my first year with Purdue Polytechnic and it is, I'm telling you, the most amazing experience. I, we have the most incredible network team and these two building principals are phenomenal and they are really um, building some great foundation for me um, as this is our first year. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about all your different experiences since we've all started at uh, different points in time. So let's, let's start with Shatoya. She mentioned the, uh, the uh, flagship school down here in Indianapolis. Uh, so this is the fourth year in, which means you will have, like you said, the uh, first graduation, gr graduating class of Polytechnic. 
Talk about that, the excitement behind that, and the preparation for both you and the students. Yeah, um, so we are excited. We are finally at the full capacity, as you know. Um, our schools start with, the, with freshman year, and then we add a class each year. And so we are the first school that we are at full capacity. Um, with our seniors and I have to say that our seniors are just so excited about um, planning with our coaches of uh, their post-secondary plans um, and as you know one of our goals is that we uh, produce more uh, boilers <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I'm excited to say that uh, from our senior class our first senior class we had 49 students who applied to Purdue uh, just uh, well yesterday I think that was the last that was the cutoff day so we're really excited here at uh, at Purdue Polytechnic Inglewood. Awesome and then uh, of course uh, uh, Kiana you guys started last year and so you you guys started a little differently you started with a sophomore and freshman class uh, so now I would assume you have what freshman sophomores and juniors this year talk about that. We had um, such an amazing launch. Um, I can say that we were welcomed with open arms to the Broad Ripple community. They were very excited to have a community school in the area. Um, we just have a beautiful mix of students. We do have a freshman, sophomore, and junior class. Um, while our school, school is still mostly freshman and sophomore students, um, but we actually added a junior class because there was such a high demand. A lot of parents are like, I'm excited to send my freshman, but my junior wants to come as well. Um, and we have just done a really, um, our students are just really amazing. They're hard workers, they're innovators. They're excited for the model. And one of the things that makes me really proud about our, our school um, is that we have so many students who, who haven't found success in school yet, who are successful at our schools. And that really is a goal and um, just really, really proud of our students and what they have accomplished and come up with this year. That's awesome. And then BB, in your first year, talk about the excitement and challenges of, of starting a new school, especially this year and kind of the, you know, obviously the challenges that COVID has brought on and, and starting a new school under, under these circumstances. Okay, so challenging is an understatement. Um, you know, starting a new school in and of itself is difficult and there's many challenges. However, starting a school during a pandemic is something that no one has experienced. And I have to say again that our, our entire network team um, has been incredibly supportive. Um, they've made it a priority to make sure that they are sending uh, network people to our building to come support us to help us walk through the model to ensure that we are providing everything that uh, we are um, our mission and vision line up with and so for me um, it's been a really exciting time because there's so many unknowns not only because it's a brand new school uh, but unknowns because of what's happening with in society um, but it's also drawn it's also given us an opportunity to draw closer together we really need one another so much because we don't know from one day to the next you know what changes will happen and so um, we definitely are building a very strong tight-knit community in South Bend um, and I'm just again just completely um, excited to be part of it and um, we are actually um, moving forward quite nicely considering everything that's been stacked up against us awesome and then how many students do you start with this year 
So currently we have um, 33 students. We just had about 10 that enrolled last week. Um, it took us about three months to get 15 students enrolled. So a lot of the efforts that the university has put forth as far as billboards and social media and just Google ads has really paid off. Um, we are able to do tours on Wednesdays after our school hours, so families are able to come in and see the school. So our, our numbers are increasing. We do have freshmen, sophomore, and one junior. Um, we opened up, we originally were supposed to just have our freshman class, but we did that as a opportunity to help our enrollment numbers. Um, so currently we have freshmen, sophomore, and juniors. Awesome. Hey, and anytime we can get some Purdue billboards up in Notre Dame country, I'm all, I'm all for that. <laughs> we actually have four right now. So. Yes. And then talk about, and any of you can answer this question, and hopefully, I don't know if it's the same across the board, is, is everybody doing in-person or is anybody doing hybrid or uh, virtual this year? How's that going? I would say majority of us are probably doing the hybrid model. Um, and what that looks like is uh, half of our, a portion of our students come in for a few days, um, and then there is some deep cleaning that goes on in the middle of the week, and then the other portion of our students come in uh, for the last of the week. And so um, that's been working well with us. Uh, our numbers of positivity rates and stuff, all that kind of stuff um, has been very low. So um, we've been able to be in person in that hybrid model since we started in August 3rd. So it's, it's, been, it's been going really well. We do have the option of all virtual um, for uh, some families who are uncomfortable being in the space. We, we definitely are understanding to that. And we have four uh, students who, uh, who have special um, needs and, and academic needs. Um, they can come in four days a week. Gotcha. And is that the same for you, BB and Kiana as well? Our campus right now, we are actually, because our numbers are small, we have students um, Mondays and Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Um, Wednesdays is our virtual day. And so um, because our numbers are so small, we've been able to follow all guidelines and keep distancing um, in order. And it's really worked for us. We have four students that are, are virtual learners. Gotcha. And how about you for, uh, in Broad Ripple? The same as Shatoya. Okay. And then does that present, I know you, uh, Shatoya said it's working really well, but does that present any challenges for, you know, the, the, the STEM-based learning and, and trying to do some hands-on experiences and, and real-world experiences with industry partners? Does that, is that presenting any challenges? You guys finding ways to work through it? I really think that that, uh, as a BB said, challenging is an understatement. <laughs> uh, however, um, we are so grateful for technology um, and the advances of technology because that really has helped us. I mean, like we're using it right now, right? Mm -hmm. um, it really has helped us um, with our partnerships and um, with the hands-on uh, activities. We've been able to mail kits to our students and then utilize technology, our coaches and our students together. So it's just been working. Uh, it's, yes, very challenging, uh, but because of the technology advances, oh my God, um, <laughs> it's been very productive for us. Awesome. Kiana? I agree with uh, Shatoya with that. There are some challenges to it, but we've still been able to offer our, offer our project learning and our individualized instruction that our parents have grown to know and love. Um, we have a couple of parents who have kids in um, other schools, 
and they've given us the feedback that our approach to the hybrid or virtual learning model is exceeding their expectations and that of a traditional school. And, and so despite this pandemic, um, we have a very resilient staff um, who are finding creative ways. Um, and I, I'm just beyond blessed to work with such an amazing team. That's awesome. Talk about the importance of those partnerships with the, uh, the industries. Oh yeah, um, so the importance is uh, they bring um, with them uh, the expertise. It's so awesome because um, having a partnership with uh, the industries, it takes down the walls of our school. Um, and we absolutely love to say that. Um, and they are able to engage with our students from all facets of the industry. So um, when you think of Lilies, I mean, um, you have scientists that are there. You have, you know, people who are working in law that are there. You have people who are working in um, careers and HR. And so we are able to connect with our, part, our industry partners in all different facets where our students um, are, are willing to engage and have their interest and their passions. What I would add to that, um, and totally agree with what Toya said, is um, social capital is something that is missing for historically marginalized groups. And so if students can get in front of employers sooner, um, get into those C-suites, sit in those seats, um, see themselves in those positions, we know that we're going to um, more quickly fulfill our mission of getting um, underrepresented, underserved um, students into those fields. And then the second thing is exposure. There's so many careers out there in STEM. Um, and many times um, our students will come in and they know about nursing. They may know about engineering, but they don't know all of the um, different fields that exist. So um, those industry partners are really important for that. And one thing I'd add is I'm really grateful for those partners who continue to work with us through the pandemic. And so um, each cycle begins with a field trip, but with the pandemic and social distancing and, and wanting to keep our students and staff safe, we turn those into virtual experiences. Um, and so uh, it's just been really great to get students in front of those employers and get them those mentorships prior to even enter college. Yeah, sounds like just great, great programs. And obviously, yeah, you guys are working through the challenges and uh, just continue great work, but we'll be even <laughs> even greater as we work through this pandemic to be able to just get them even more in, you know, in-person uh, experiences. Bibi, can you kind of talk about what a, a day in the life of a, a PPHS student looks like? Sure. So our students enter the building um, at 8.15 in the morning. They have breakfast if they choose to. They're in their PLCs first thing in the morning, which is their personal learning community with their coaches. This is a really great opportunity for students to um, get some feedback from coaches, um, get some additional help, answer any questions. They also essentially like an advisory um, from a traditional approach um, mirrors that, that approach. Um, after their PLC, students um, have a personal learning time. Um, our students have a, our, our students in each of our buildings have personal learning coaches. Um, and so they monitor their uh, work that they're completing on an Admentum program. And on the Admentum program, um, this is where our students are receiving their core 40 instruction, essentially, and have their classes on there. And so the PLT monitor is there again um, supporting them in any fashion that they see fit or students are needing. 
they have a passion project time where coaches um, pick these passion project ideas and students are allowed to choose based on their interest where they'd like to go and they work on that. I'm sure some of the, the other principals can definitely add some more details to that. I won't take all that up, but they also have a design team um, process time during the day. Our lunch and wellness is combined. Uh, right now, because this is our first year at Purdue, we, um, we have box lunches. Our kitchen will be ready next fall. So students are generally eating in the classrooms. Distance, of course, we have a wellness time where they go out, get some fresh air, take masks time, um, the breaks from their masks, excuse me. Um, there's a PLT time again in the afternoon. Students are able to like freely, um, and I'll speak only in my building, you know, what's really different is that our students are able to um, freely move around. Um, they understand that the coaches are there for them and because our numbers are small, it does allow for a more intimate approach where in a traditional building, that's definitely not the case. And so there's a lot more um, focus time on them. Um, we end our day in a PLC just as we started our day. Um, most of our students are being in restorative, uh, holding the coaches are holding restorative justice circles and um, just a great time um, throughout the day. Awesome. Anybody else want to add to that? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to say that um, what we absolutely pride ourselves on is the um, passion projects and the industry projects that our students engage in. And, um, and, and you talked about the partnership with the industry, which is awesome, but within that, when students are engaged in the industry project, they are uh, taking, uh, are ideating a problem that uh, the industry shares, and then they work through the design thinking process to uh, come up with a solution. And, um, and at the end of the cycle, they pitch their solutions, and, and uh, lots of them, um, pitch their solutions to the industry that we partner with, which is phenomenal. It, it gets the student really excited about uh, their ideas, um, and it really helps with um, complex, uh, them, them learning how to solve complex problems. And then the next thing that we pride ourselves on are passion projects, which are ideas that our, uh, our teachers, our coaches, um, and our students come up with um, and they share, um, and they use the cycle to uh, engage in assessing them in our competencies within those passion projects and discussing and working through, um, you know, passion uh, projects that they are open about. Some of them our students come up with on their own and they solicit our, our teachers to be their <laughs> facilitator, uh, their sponsors, and then some of them our teachers come up with and then our students get to choose what they're interested in um, engaging for that six weeks. So it's really pretty phenomenal um, uh, that we pride ourselves on the industry projects and the passion projects. Kiana, cool. anything you wanted to add to that? I think this, these ladies captured our model really well. They sure did. Kiana, I wanted to, uh, A, congratulate you and then talk about, you were recently named the Outstanding Educator in STEM, uh, recognized, you know, by, uh, you know, for the great work you guys are doing and, and it's showing, obviously, as, as Kiana, you received this award. Talk about um, receiving that award, uh, your reaction, and then just what it means and what it says for what you guys are doing. 
such an honor to receive the award. Um, I was a bit surprised, but honestly, when I think of the great work that we do with Purdue Polytechnic High Schools, it makes sense that, and I'm really excited that they're recognizing the work that our team is doing. Um, it was really great to be honored with the award, but I also have to name that two of my colleagues, Liz Irk and uh, Ronnie Moore, were also nominated for the same award. So um, just to be next to and work with those wonderful ladies each day is amazing. Um, I'm a huge fan of the women in high tech, um, what they're doing in diversity, equity, and inclusion um, specifically um, for the STEM field is just outstanding. Um, we know that there is a huge wage gap between um, men and women. And, uh, um, and if you look really closely, um, women are educated well, but a lot of times aren't entering STEM field. So if we could um, just continue to increase that pipeline, um, when you listen to some of the stories that our girls share in the schools, um, like they were discouraged um, from taking higher level math courses, they weren't asked to be in honors science courses, um, just some of the inequities that are still happening. I'm really excited to be part of a team that is breaking those cycles and um, not tolerating that level of discrimination. Um, I, I'm excited for our um, uh, women, our, our, the girls in our school to start mentoring younger students because we know the earlier they get this level of confidence, um, mm -hmm. we know we'll continue inc to increase that pipeline. Um, and so I was just beyond honored and um, just excited for the great work that we are all able to do uh, for our girls at um, PPHS every day. Awesome. Well said. Yeah, again, congratulations on that. Speaks to, again to the, the great work all three of you are, are doing at your schools and, and that's being recognized obviously up at Purdue as well in West Lafayette. And I, I don't know if uh, because of the pandemic, if he's had a chance to make it to South Bend yet or even Broad Ripple last year. But uh, talk about, you know, you know, President Mitch Daniels walks into your school and, and greets you and your students and speaks to them. I've seen it a couple of times on the news. Um, what, do, what does that mean for you guys to see? You know, it's not just something Purdue puts their name on and, and washes their hands of it, but they're involved and the president's down there and visiting. Talk, talk about what that means. Chitoyo, I can, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kiana. Um, President Daniels um, has come to our school and it's just really amazing. I mean, he walks in and he says, hi, I'm Mitch. Um, you know, that just that kind of gives you the idea of um, just um, how down to earth and amazing he is as the president. Um, he spends time talking to students. He, he will ask what's going on. He, I mean, he will take time um, to, to pour into students. We, we have some students who are really good self-advocates. And so he listens to feedback. He provides support on their projects. I mean, uh, just the level of, um, uh, of his involvement in our schools is just really outstanding. And he's just one of the nicest, kindest people you'll ever meet. And um, as a Purdue alum, I'm just really proud that he leads the university that I love. Um, and um, I always tell the students, like, he's keeping tuition down for you guys. <laughs> and so um, it's really fun to hear him talk um, through some things and provide. I mean, he has a really great background um, of information that he pours into our students. And it's just been a really great honor to have him in the building. Yeah. For sure. Shatoya, anything to add or did she say that? <laughs> Man, she, uh, <laughs> she really said some really great things. I, I, I just want to add a few things. I um, am always impressed of the innovative spirit of um, 
of our president, Mitch Daniels. And, and I'm always impressed of, we, he has, we are literally on his mind on a daily basis. And we, we've been bought in, he's been bought in since day one. And so he's been with us, engaged with us since day one. And anytime we need to support, he's been there. And so, um, and he supported our students, which is the most important to us, you know, <laughs> they are our future. And so he realizes that they are our future and he's been there for them. So I definitely, uh, I, I'm grateful for uh, the position that he has put us in. He could have said, you know, we're going to start a school and then uh, let other people take <laughs> a hold of that. But uh, he has taken this very personal. This project has been very personal to him. And I, I believe, I really believe that this will pay off, especially in our future with the students that um, are engaged with us. So we appreciate him very much. Yeah, for sure. They're going to be well prepared. heading I, I really have to say that um, I had the opportunity to meet President uh, Mitch Daniels at a board meeting uh, for the first time. And he is such a genuine, kind man. He has such a sweet spirit. He looked me in my eyes and welcomed me and said he had heard so much about me and whatever it was that I needed, whatever our students needed. And I felt the honesty and the genuineness out of that brief moment that I had with him. And, and it spoke volumes to me. I mean, I felt completely supported. I walked away from that meeting. Um, he thanked me again. I mean, just very intentional about what he says, how he says it, and he means what he says. And it's been very evident for us this year when I shared that opportunity that I had to meet with him with my staff upon returning back to school. Um, they were just overwhelmed with joy. Like, this is amazing to have that kind of support and a genuine support because that, that we lack that in our community um, more recently, unfortunately, but that is not the case here with, with President Mitch Daniels. Um, and if I just sent my uh, uh, freshman, I have a college freshman at the university this year at Purdue and shared so much about him in our encounter and she has experienced the same even during this pandemic. So I'm very appreciative. Yeah, I would definitely echo everything you've said. I mean, uh, I've been here in Indianapolis media for about uh, for 15, uh, 15 uh, going on uh, 15, 16 years now and, you know, meeting him and, and covering him as governor. And then, of course, uh, getting announced as our president of Purdue and getting to interview him a couple of times for the podcast as well. Just I couldn't agree with you more on that. So doing a great job up there and uh, just excited for what uh, he and, and Purdue has done for what you ladies are doing uh, in Indianapolis and South Bend. So keep up the good work as we're kind of wrapping up here. I uh, just want to ask, you know, if, if someone's listening to this podcast or watching it on our website and they want some more information on PPHS and, you know, whether it's a parent wanting to find out for their student or a student that's like, Hey, I want to be a part of this. I want to plan to go to Purdue and, you know, the STEM based learning and everything they're doing there sounds awesome. Uh, where would you direct them to go find that information? Awesome. So they are in the city of Indianapolis and would like to engage with either the Inglewood campus or the Brow Ripple campus. We have uh, what we call a common um, enrollment um, website that's called Enroll Indy. Um, they can go to enrollindy.org and that will uh, uh, solicit, they can uh, fill out an application there and um, we will get in touch with them. Cool. We also have our website for um, our South Bend campus. And um, they're more than welcome to go on pphs.purdue.edu. 
and we will address every single concern and welcome them. Awesome. Is there a deadline? Like if they're interested in joining next year, what's the deadline for that? I know that our enrollment has opened up November 1st okay. uh, up through January. And so now is the time we welcome every single student and uh, are, are here to answer uh, parents' questions. I know that we provide to tours on Wednesdays after school for parents or any family interested in coming and checking us out. Awesome. Well, I will also put that link on our website on the web article uh, for anybody who's listening or watching uh, this episode. That information will be there as well on fox59.com and cbs4indy.com in case you want to learn, uh, learn more. Awesome. Uh, ladies, we're wrapping up. Anything else that any one of you want to say? Yeah, I want to um, also give kudos to uh, <laughs> our head of school, Scott Bess, who works very closely to uh, President Daniels and uh, putting this together. And definitely, I have to get a shout out to uh, Dean Bertolini, who <laughs> is the dean of Purdue Polytechnic Institute um, and worked very closely with uh, President Daniels and Scott Bess in uh, getting this together. So, uh, we are here because of those three men, and so I just want to give kudos to them um, for having an innovative spirit and entrepreneurial mind um, to provide these opportunities for our students. Awesome. Well said, Shatoy. Ladies, thank you so much for your time, and uh, like I said a couple times now, keep up the good work uh, uh, where you guys are at, and I look forward to uh, hopefully being able to talk to you guys again down the road. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for having us. No problem. Boiler up. Boiler up. <laughs> a reminder you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.